my friends, this is Andy coming to you live from Orange County, California, where I will be discussing last night's meeting uh, on July 27th at the Placentia Yorbalinda School District. Um, we had uh, our our meeting where the school board meets uh, along with the um, superintendent of the school district and a number of other people that are involved in the school uh, in some form or fashion. I'm not sure if everybody, uh, what everybody's role is, uh, I will uh, definitely need to uh, learn more about some of these people because um, there's some shenanigans I think going on that we need to know more about because <laughs> a lot got brought up last night. I'm going to do my very, very best to stay as um, concise, I think is the word, to stay on target with what needs to be discussed and talked about. But uh, there are a number of things that uh, uh, I am so thankful that Leandra Blades and, um, and on a, a certain level, Sean Youngblood are on the board uh, because uh, otherwise uh, we would be continuing down a path of uh, destruction uh, for our children uh, without the, um, I would say, the conservative voices that need to be on that board. Now, surely um, the other people need to be voted out. We'll be talking about those people uh, that need to be voted out and where we need to uh, really concentrate uh, going forward when it comes to the school board. All right. So last night again was a meeting. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that just very disappointed um, in the number. Now, I, I'm going to tell you that there's probably more people attending the school board meetings now than probably in the last uh, several years, depending on what issues were being looked at and that kind of thing. Um, me, for one, I've never been to a school board meeting and I have uh, uh, six children. And so um, I, I will confess that uh, up until uh, all of this uh, Zoom crap started, the masking stuff started, uh, the issues in regard to, um, you know, uh, mandating masks and, and, and possibly vaccines and, and, and everything else, uh, CRT, critical race theory. Until these things came, uh, you know, came up, I, of course, was not uh, that involved, like many of you. Uh, but once the call came to be involved, um, I... I've been involved. I've been involved with the show. I've gone to school board meetings. I, there's been a couple occasions I've been out of town, but I'm going to do my very best to uh, mark on my calendar the days for the future school board meetings, and uh, and I'm going to attend every one of them uh, that I can get to, barring some other major incident that that is seemingly more important which is not likely, but there, I'm sure there's gonna be something. I, I do work and I often travel, so that is one of the things that may get in the way. But, I, I, but I'm suggesting to you that you do the same thing. You go on the website uh, for the Placentia Oblinda School District, you look for the dates, and I, and I think it's consistently um, a, um, the third week of, uh, of every month, I believe. Um, again, I probably should have known that. If somebody knows, can you please put in the comments and I'll share that so that everybody can see it. Uh, but uh, make sure and let us know what that is. I, I, I will try to find it before the end of the show if it doesn't come up. But uh, my belief is it's the third week of uh, the month for the school board meetings. Now, um, uh, knowing that um, uh, the issue in regard to whether they're going to mandate masks or um, uh, vaccines for a school, I, I would have thought that every parent... Uh, in the school district would have been there. We should have had thousands of parents there. Instead, we had uh, less than 100. Uh, we had 34 speakers, which I think is enough. Um, I was going to go and speak, but what happens is it begins to get a little bit repetitive and I wanted to make sure and not be just another uh, repetition. But I think in the future, I, I may 
uh, always put my card in so that I can speak. Uh, everybody did bring up, uh, I think, the points that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I'll bring up some additional points that need to be brought up in the future. Uh, but um, uh, the people that did speak uh, were on point with why we must have a choice as to whether uh, we want to mask our children or not. We weren't saying, and I don't think anybody said, that uh, we need to not have masking at all. Nobody said that. Uh, we, uh, as good Americans, said, you know, this is a democracy. This is this is something where the parents are in charge of our children. We should have a choice in that. The the two or three people that spoke that said we want everybody to be masked. Right? They wanted this this uh, dictatorship that everybody must be masked because I said so because I listened to bad science and think I know something that I don't. Those few people spoke. Uh, and uh, we're not guided by science, we're not guided by common sense, we're not guided by the things we know to be true, just as living in this planet, or on this planet, in this world, for a, uh, a period of time. Um, uh, David, thank you for watching. He came in, he watched the live feed. You know, I had some um, hesitation on doing the live feed because uh, in, in some cases, I think that there are those people that think, well, you know, somebody's going to live broadcast it. So why do I need to go? Um, that's the problem. And so I was conflicted because I wanted to broadcast it because there are people that are out of town. There are people that are, uh, during the summer, they're on vacation. But there was no uh, reason why, if you could be there, that you weren't there. This was involving your children's overall mental health and physical health. Uh, we know the mass from studies uh, from JAMA and some other studies that have been done uh, in Israel and other countries that the masks are harming our children, both physically and mentally. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. The, the science is there. Uh, there were a couple morons that got up, and, and including one of my neighbors, which is not shocking. Uh, but uh, it is it is what is what is so strange is that people have been put in this place of fear uh, that is just simply ridiculous. That. Um, they, but we must mask. It. You're killing our children. The stats aren't there. The science is not there that uh, the people that are going unmasked that are going unvaccinated are are killing our children. That is that is not true. Um, I'm going to share with you some real stats from the CDC. So I, I decided I'm going to share you some stats, share some tests from the CDC that show you that this is not this is not the case, um, and this is uh, current statistics. But um, uh, it, just on the on the attendance factor, uh, again, I hesitated on, on sharing it live because I don't want people to think that that it's always going to be there because you need to be there. Uh, but it also does need to be broadcast for people to see what's happening in our world. And for those people that may not have kids that are in the school, that may not have grandchildren in the school, that may not have aunts and uncles in the school, um, you know, that just want to see what's happening in the community. I believe that if you uh, live in the community, whether or not you have a child, whether or not you have a grandchild or a niece or nephew in the school, that you need to attend these school board meetings. This is where things begin to go wrong. And so we start at the, the, uh, at the school board level and we must pay attention now because conservatives have fallen asleep at the wheel and uh, the communists, Marxists, uh, socialists have begun to take over because we have not attended these meetings. We have not paid attention to what's happening in our city councils. We have not paid attention to what's happening at, on our county seats. Um, and again, I, I think that you need to be involved and see what's happening in our schools because these children grow up to be uh, school board members. They grow up to be uh, senators and congressmen, and we can see the results of that. They they go into our schools and become teachers and university professors that are simply training our children to hate this country uh, and to believe that we are racist. So attendance, poor, 
uh, I was sad. There were plenty of seats outside. They had overflow seating all up because they assumed that there was going to be a bunch of people. Not one of those seats was taken. Uh, there were even more seats available inside uh, the school board. So very disappointing. The people that did attend, thank you for attending. Thank you for speaking. You guys did a wonderful job. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> So uh, the good news is in the end, and I'll skip to the end of the meeting for the most part, is that in the end, based on, I believe, the people that spoke and the three uh, seemingly conservative people that we do have on, and I say seemingly, but I'll come back to that later, uh, the three conservative uh, folks that we did have on the school board, um, it, the resolution to have a choice in masks, uh, at least as far as the school board's concerned, uh, passed. And so three to three to two, it passed to have a choice for uh, masks. And so that's the good news. All right. So, um, and again, and it, it, it probably occurred because people took the time to attend. People like me took the time to email the school board and the, uh, the school district about our feelings. Uh, I demanded uh, that I get a response. The only two people that responded uh, to me were uh, Leandra Blades uh, on the school board and Sean Youngblood on the school board. No one else, not no, no, none of the other members of the school board, including the other conservative that I talked about, Marilyn, she did not respond. And the other two um, uh, people did not respond. Neither did the superintendent for the school board did not respond to my email. I gave them two. I think it was two emails. Um, it's, you know, I was I suggested that it's possible that they may have missed my first one. And so um, I said, people have responded. So I know that, that it's going out and you're getting it. Uh, uh, why haven't you responded? I, I, I'm requesting a response from everybody who's receiving this email. And again, uh, only the two people responded. As a matter of fact, Sean Youngblood asked me to call and we had a fantastic phone conversation. I sent out another email uh, in regard to CRT, um, uh, ethnic studies. And uh, I think I even gave the other names that they're trying to hide it under <clears throat> and asked for their uh, position on uh, this being taught in the curriculum being taught in our school. And again, only Leander Blades, the only one who responded to that email. Uh, none of the others on the school board, nobody from the school di district uh, responded to that email. And this is prior to yesterday's meeting. Um, and so that is the case. So um, the good news is after all the speaking in regard to uh, having a choice to whether we should be masking our children or not, that passed in our school board. Uh, and so that is good. Now I wanna get to some things they went to later on. And there were a lot of uh, items that were discussed in the meeting after uh, the, the public um, uh, was able to speak. Um, uh, oh, yeah, just one last thing on, on the issue of um, the science and the, the amount of time that was given to speak. Uh, I believe it's five minutes. Normally people are given to speak. Um, it was reduced down to a minute. Uh, the, the two or three people that, that, that said, no, you must mask everybody and we must uh, be scared and afraid of something that's really not harming our children. Um, they um, uh, were clamoring about that. Uh, you're not presenting the science. We're given a minute. <laughs> How, how, how are you supposed to present the, uh, uh, the science in a minute and get out the point and the discussion about why you think that we don't need to have our children masked? Why, what, what, what's, the, what's the basis of that? Um, well, let me just give you this one bit. There's a lot of science. I've sent science uh, studies to the school board. I've sent studies to the district about how the masks don't work. A, a 2016 study that, that uh, uh, talked about 
um, what masks do prevent and what they don't prevent. And especially with viruses in regard to how small the virus is, that it's like uh, driving a train through a cave, right? That has been built for the train to go through. Um, the, the, the virus simply goes through these paper masks. Uh, they get dirty, they don't get washed. They're supposed to be worn and thrown away. They never should be put on a second time. None of that is happening. Uh, the kids take, take to, have been taken to school the very same mask over and over and over again. It's filthy, dirty, nasty. Um, somebody did a study and tested the masks to see what was on there. Everything from um, uh, fecal contamination <laughs> to uh, other uh, uh, other bacteria and uh, other crap was on the mask. And so, um, again, they've been given the science. This is stupid uh, that people are claiming that there's no science, that, that, that number one, that the masks are, are worthless and that they are, are, are harming our children. The studies have been done by uh, accredited places, uh, locations, and um, uh, highly regarded scientific um, uh, universities, uh, well based on science. Now, uh, I'm just bringing this up right here. And so this is the CDC. And just so you know, in regard to the pediatric flu death um, estimates, uh, and it, it may be hard to see, but I'm just going to share with you the, the, the top two, which is 2018 to 19 and 2019 to 20. When you look at the CDC pediatric flu death central estimates uh, for 2018-19, uh, ages zero to four uh, in 2018 to 19, there were 266 deaths, five, uh, uh, age five to 17, 211 deaths and zero 17 in total, uh, 477. So from zero to 17 years of age, 477 deaths from pediatric flu, the simple flu. In 2019 to 2020, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through uh, ages zero to four, 254, five to 17, 180 for a total of 434 deaths from the flu. Now you go down to uh, the bottom there where it says pediatric COVID deaths adjusted for 35 percent over uh, uh, over certain uh, over a certain attainment over a certain team, that's a hard word to say. Um, uh, from zero to four, 49, as compared to uh, in 2020, 21, 49. Um, in 19, uh, 2019, 2020, 31, as compared to 254. Um, and so if we go all the way for 2019, 2020, um, where you have uh, 434 deaths of pediatric flu for the, the, the COVID-19, 81. So compare that to 43481, uh, and they're saying because of COVID, because of COVID only, we need to mask our children. We've never masked our children. Uh, in in 2014 to 2015, there were 803 deaths in the pediatric flu. At no time did anybody go to school board meeting and say we need to, to, to mask our children. None of that has ever come up before. Again, they are they are taking into consideration that something that is simply not. Um, happening in regard to what it is they're trying to spew that this this, this COVID-19 is killing our kids. It's not, it's killing a few. The other thing that I need to keep you uh, uh, reminded of is that the stats for children, the 300 or so children that have died in the United States to COVID-19 um, over the last year, it, it doesn't tell you whether or not they actually died of solely of the COVID-19. It just simply says when they died, they had COVID-19. And so what we're hearing is that a number of children who had leukemia also had COVID-19. And so it went down as a COVID-19. If they died of a suicide, had COVID-19, they were, they, were they were put down as COVID-19. So that number of 300 uh, nationwide is, again, 
uh, questionable on whether it's harming our children enough to where we should be masking our children and mandating a vaccine for our kids. All right. So I just wanted to make sure and touch on that. Uh, one last thing, I'm going to bring up this video of, uh, of, of about the mask. And this is coming from, again, we had a couple people who they, they somehow believe that they, they know all the science and that uh, the, the Dr. Fauci must be the person they must look to. But I'm just going to share this little video with you really quick about uh, Fauci over the last year and what he has said about masks. So here, let me just bring this up to, uh, for you here. The record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. But good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. That if in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is that right? I mean, you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here... And here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better contained. Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look <laughs> like you are. <laughs> that, of course, was from the Dan Bongino show. What's the message there? It was never clear. Um, uh, again, he started out, he understands the, the truth, and the truth is that the masks... Uh, as he says in the very beginning, uh, do not work and uh, were not necessary for kids. Um, so um, I just want to leave it on that. Sorry, I wanted to hit that that little bit of uh, because, again, they were clamoring. These two people, uh, again, including my uh, very fearful, frightened uh, neighbor, uh, uh, believe something um, uh, that is simply not true. Uh, and so there is plenty of science. Uh, I've interviewed doctors on my show. Some of you have been watching my show for the last couple of years uh, uh, know that I've interviewed plenty of doctors who are actually treating COVID patients and know, knew the truth. And we're sharing that truth over last year. The science is there. The people that are actually uh, taking care of the COVID-19 patients have shared the truth on my shows. Many of those shows have been taken down and blocked uh, because, uh, of course, uh, the social media tyrants, uh, they don't like the truth. And they, they made sure that it got uh, taken off. All right. So 
Now let's move on to that. So again, we were thankful uh, for uh, at least Marilyn uh, in this case voting uh, to make uh, masking a choice, uh, and then Leandra and Sean also uh, made that vote, so that passed. All right. So the next uh, thing that I just wanted to talk about really quick is uh, there's a number of things brought up in regard to some online training programs uh, for the kids that the teachers are using. Um, there's also um, Leander brought up the membership to the California School Board Association. Um, and these are things that we are paying uh, an enormous amount of money for. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of the organizations, it's like something like for three years, it's $54,000 for this online training program. And based on what I heard, I think the kids are on it like for 15 minutes a week or something like that. It's a it's an astronomical amount of money. Uh, another organization I think was $34,000 and there were a bunch. I'm not just talking about one or two. Now there's some that are $3,000, $4,000. But when you begin to add them up, how much money is being spent on these online training programs? And the great point that Leandra and Sean brought up and even uh, Marilyn brought up is that there's no oversight. Nobody's paying attention to what's even on those things. Uh, some parents are, have uh, accidentally, and again, because of the pandemic, they were able to watch some of these uh, uh, social, uh, not social media. They were able to watch some of these online training programs uh, and actually see what's going on. And they were shocked to find out that there was uh, some discussion, some sexual uh, orientation, some gender, um, uh, you know, uh, questions, people questioning their gender and uh, pronouns uh, discussions and Black Lives Matter. And uh, some of these things were being discussed. And the parents are going, what the hell is this doing on a, an online training program that's supposed to be teaching my kids how to read or teaching my kids about uh, math or history or what have you? What does this what does this have to do with anything? And so these things were brought up. And um, there's this Dr. Uh, Linda Adamson, uh, Linda Adamson, who apparently is one of the people that, uh, that I, I don't know if she oversees it or not. She, she seemed to have all the answers as to why we needed these things, but she was uh, a defender of uh, every one of them and said that they all, oh, we've, but we've had them for years, uh, but uh, they're okay. Oh, and we talked to them about it and they said they wouldn't do it anymore. Hey, how about the fact that they did it and we, they didn't tell us about it and that we had to find out and discover it. How about we just fire them then um, that not, uh, you know, go to this lady who says, you know, we, I talked to their uh, CEO or whatever she, whoever she talked to and they promised that they would take it off. Uh, well, uh, I, I think that that is the wrong way to go. How about we just cancel them? And, and what do we need all this for? You know, I uh, many of you that are watching this or are not probably as old as I am. I'm in my 50s, but some of you are in your 30s or 40s. I'm, I'm pretty sure that none of you uh, had this online training stuff that you had in your schools. What happened to the teacher uh, teaching and training? Um, and then we can oversight our, our teacher and fire them if they're not uh, uh, teaching our children properly. What is with all this online? Is it, are they getting so lazy? Are they getting so, to the point where they're trying to, to push off much of this training to this online programs and hoping that they're going to get most of the work done for them? Um, we're, I'm not seeing the results. We're obviously not seeing the results. There's so many children that are not graduating at the grade level of many of these areas. That's math and reading and that kind of stuff. We're, we're seeing studies. I have, I have studies that I have that um, it, would, it, would, it would take uh, this program to a much longer program if I were to bring up all the things that I'm reading. But many of our children are not uh, reading to their potential, not doing math to the, their potential. 
And yet we are spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on these programs that seem to be busy teaching children, our children, uh, that their, their, their gender is really not their gender, uh, that they are oppressors or they are being oppressed or that um, they can get an abortion when they're uh, 12 years old or 10 years old and not have to tell their parents. Uh, we seem to be going into that area as opposed to, as opposed to uh, actual education. Uh, and so I'm going to bring in one right now. This is the one that's probably the most disturbing. Uh, let me go ahead and share my screen here. But uh, this uh, Leander brought this one up yesterday. I believe this is the one that's in the area of, if anybody's watching and was there last night, uh, uh, remembers the amount of money that we're paying for this uh, organization's um, site. Why? Where did it go? Hold on. <laughs> I had it. Um, hold on. I will find it. One second. It is, oh, there it is. All right. First, I'm going to bring up their uh, website here, and it is called Newzella. Now, Newzella is, uh, you know, it says here, let me make sure I'm on the right one first. Hold on. Here we go. From learning loss to learning found, explore five risks and fixes to help you develop plans that will move you forward uh, to school uh, rather than looking backward on, on what was missed. So that's one of their lesson plans here. Uh, a reentry guide rooted in learning science. Uh, what's new? Federal funding for Newzella. So they're, they're, they show you how you can how the schools can afford to pay them money. So that's one of the very first things. So they're most concerned not about teaching your children, but about how to get federal funding so that you so the schools can use Newzella. That is that is the most important thing that <laughs> that they decided that has to be on the you know it's just above the fold. Uh, I don't know where it is on the phone, but it's uh, it's right there. I mean, here let's talk about getting us paid first, and then we'll talk about your kids. Um, uh, and so this uh, again, these are training programs that are online to teach your kids, um, and so. This is the one uh, that had some sexual uh, issues that get, that were teaching kids without parents' knowledge, uh, teaching them about Black Lives Matter issues and that kind of stuff. And and last night, uh, Mrs. Uh, or Doctor, sorry, Linda Adamson said, "Oh well, no, we talked to them, and they they won't do it again." Uh, and so let me go ahead and and take this one down. Let me show. You, oops, let me show you uh, what I found that they are doing. Hold on, I gotta make sure and remove these or else. I will end up putting them up twice and I don't want to do that. So this is on Newzilla's website. I'm going to try to widen this out a little bit. I want you to be able to see this and I want you to show you this is actually on their site. <clears throat> It'll take me one second. Here we go. All right, here we go. So this is on their site currently. Black Lives Matter, and they matter in the classroom. This is in New Zella. So those of you that were there last night, um, yes, Hedia says, uh, so much waste. Absolutely. So this is on New Zella's site. And, um, and I'm going to read a little bit of this to you. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger so you can see it. Make sure that it's showing through there. And I'll, I'll read the headline again. So this is a headline. This is a message from the CEO. This is the this is the person that Dr. Linda Adamson said. No, I talked to them, and they said they're not going to do it again. They're going to take it off. What take what off? Here's what it says. Uh, and so Black Lives Matter, and they matter in the classroom. 
As teachers who function as caretakers, truth seekers, and advocates of justice, we can acknowledge how the threat of justice in one community is, to borrow from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a threat to justice in every community in every community. We have a civic responsibility to be educated about Black Lives Matter. And as we learn, we must teach. Jamila Pitts. Fellow educators, right now in America, we are witnessing the result of 400 years of systemic racism play out across every state in the nation. And when we talk about systemic racism, no institution is exempt. Really, really. I, I need to come back. Just, that is the very first sentence, and I, I'm going to I want to come back. I I need, and I and I have asked uh, plenty of people, and I know that uh, some of the people we follow on social media, whether it's Dan Bongino or uh, Ben Shapiro or Charlie Kirk, uh, 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 Candace Owens, um, all of these people have have gone to uh, all of those that have uh, dared to say that. Uh, law enforcement is systemic racist. Uh, our country is systemic ra is racist. Uh, whatever, whatever uh, 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 you know, organization you want to uh, 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 you know bring up, um, they are claiming they're systemically racist. As a matter of fact, it's a blanket statement that our country is systemically racist. You ask them to show us the facts and show us the proof, and they never can. Uh, and just to talk about law enforcement, I was a police officer 21 years. I still uh, am involved in law enforcement. My my wife is uh, has a, a law enforcement background, working as a contract uh, contractor with the FBI, um, and involved in counterterrorism. And the two of us um, look at each other and say, we, we have not. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have not seen systemic racism in anything that we, we're doing. Um, they Now we're in the schools and uh, the school unions we're seeing, they, they may be the only systemically racist organization that I know of. And that is the school unions because they hate uh, Caucasians. They hate white people. That is for sure. That they are, they are quite possibly the only systemic or example of a systemic racist organization, uh, the school unions. I'm not saying school teachers. Uh, I'm saying school unions uh, happen to be the only example of systemic racism that I know of. Uh, when we look at law enforcement, you can look at, at many studies that have been done by the FBI, that have been done by uh, universities. They have not found systemic racism in law enforcement. You know, there is this uh, poll that went around uh, that I uh, addressed on one of my uh, past shows. And, you know, the, uh, the studies show that um, there are far more or twice as many uh, white people that are killed uh, by police officers who, who are unarmed. That does not mean they're not violent. They are just simply unarmed. Uh, they've either attacked law enforcement, tried to get their guns out of their holster. They've tried to, uh, you know, throw something in their eyes and punch them in the face and wrestled them to the ground. And then they're shot. Um, but uh, again, when we that you hear unarmed, you're thinking that they were unnecessarily shot. No, they were probably and most likely violent. They were either, uh, they could have been um, using something else as a weapon. Um, but there are uh, twice as many white people that are killed by law enforcement who are unarmed than black people. Uh, in 2019, I believe it was, when was one of the last studies I looked at, there were 10, 10 unarmed black men, uh, 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 people, I think there might have been a female in there, uh, that were uh, unarmed and shot. Again, not that they weren't violent, not that they had not uh, attacked police officer. Uh, one of one of the uh, gentlemen who was shot and killed uh, actually uh, broke the orbital bone in the police officer's face before he was shot. Um, uh, and I could go on with the other things that were going on. Um, the poll, however, said that most liberals, most Democrats believe that anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand black men are hunted down by police officers and shot. That is what they believe. 
Now, this is where this idea of systemic racism comes from because their thought is that, and they think that tens of thousands of black men are hunted down unnecessarily and, and shot for no other reason. They, they forget that George Floyd was a criminal committing a crime at the time that he was unfortunately killed by a police officer. That should not have happened, but they forget that aspect. Uh, uh, they bring up Brianna Taylor, who, who was shot in the crossfire because her boyfriend shot at police officers and hit the police officer with the bullet shooting through the door. And when they returned fire, unfortunately, Brianna was shot in the crossfire. It wasn't that they hunted her down. They didn't, they didn't go there looking for uh, an opportunity to kill her. She was shot because her boyfriend shot at law enforcement first. And so this is really uh, a very strange thing. So the, I just wanted to make sure and, and attack that issue. I'm going to do more on this on one of my future shows on making law enforcement great again. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Let's see if I can bring, there we go. And so uh, let me go on to the second paragraph. So while the nation uh, nation's ire is justifiably aimed at racism within the criminal justice system, we're focused on the education system. We must address two awful truths that many black students and educators are in pain and that the, it, that institutional and individual racism is pervasive within our schools. Are you kidding me? Again, we're paying this organization somewhere in the neighborhood of 34 to $40,000 to teach our children that this is, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. We got this woman, uh, this uh, uh, this Dr. Linda Adamson, who was speaking last night at the school board meeting and said, no, this is fine. We don't need to worry about, we don't need to worry about Nuzella. I talked to their CEO. This is their CEO who's writing about this issue that is simply not true. It, it, in particular, it, it, it's possible that it's true in another school somewhere in the United States, but it's not. Again, we need to look at our, I'm, I'm focused on our schools in the Placentia Yorba Linda School District. This is not an issue that we need to be worried about. We do not need to look at this and need to have our, our children indoctrinated into believing that they're either oppressed or they are, are oppressors. And that's it. there's nothing in between. That's what they're teaching. They're teaching that here is an example uh, and what was brought up last night in the school board meeting that the police are racist, that the police are hunting down black men and killing them. This is what is being taught in our school. This is what is being pushed by Nuzella. This is what they, they uh, this is what they're saying in the letter that they wrote uh, on their website and what they said, educators, and they're directing this to all educators that they need to understand that this is what is happening, that, that, um, it says here that uh, institutional and individual racism is pervasive within our schools. Oh. And then it goes on and brings up um, uh, uh, Ahmad Arbery, uh, the gentleman that was probably hunted down by some white guys and killed. And that is true. That's one. All right. And then they bring up George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, as well as the nationwide protests, along with instructional uh, supports attached to many of our articles. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't bring it up to the screen. Um, while there are many resources in, uh, to on while there are many resources on Newzella, on Newzella to help you teach about racism, and the Black Lives Matter movement, which is a Marxist racist organization, which they're pushing here on Newzella, the movement and provides social emotional support to your students. We'll be working over the coming days to make those resources easier, 
easier, not harder, easier <laughs> to find and incorporate into lessons. Do you see this part? I don't know if you can see my mouse or not, but it says easier to find and incorporate into lessons. After the death of Freddie Gray in police custody, Baltimore-based researchers Stephanie A. Flores Kolish and Jessica T. Schiller wrote, when major social and or political events happen, young people have few outlets to discuss, process, and understand implications. School is one of those few outlets. It must be the venue and education must be the process to, oops, sorry. <laughs> uh oh, come on. Uh, there we go. Um, school is one of the, those few, uh, it must be a venue and educate must, education must be the process to advance anti-racist principles when it comes to dismantling racism. We are committed to uh, continue helping educators make the best instructional choices. But when you go back here and you read this right here where it says that, you know, when Dr. Linda Adamson says last night that she's talked to the CEO, but yet here in their writing on their website, it says, that we will be working over the coming days to make those resources easier to find and incorporate into lessons, which includes, again, Black Lives Matter. All right. Oh, for God's sake. All right. Uh, can you comment? Uh, I know that I can see many people are watching, but if you could comment and let, it, let me know what your thoughts are on this issue, uh, it would be uh, awesome to hear what your thoughts are. Whether you're watching live or the replay, uh, please make sure and let me know what it is that you think about what's happening here. I'm going to bring up one more thing that I think is extremely important uh, that I found and I brought up in a, a broadcast that I was doing uh, yesterday before the meeting, and that is the uh, educational uh, code that we may need to look into uh, further to make sure that we have a way of combating teachers who claim that they are not teaching this, but we know that they are. We've heard that they have. We've, have, we've had students. We actually have a, a teacher that was recorded uh, teaching some things that she shouldn't be teaching. Um, but uh, this, it, oops, sorry, went to the wrong one. Hold on. Um, uh, those are the school board minutes. I'm going to bring that one up later. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got to find the right thing here. Where did it go? Here we go. All right. So um, so when teachers are teaching about Black Lives Matter, again, a Marxist organization, a communist socialist organization, they they are because they say they are. They say that, that it's rooted in Marxism. Uh, we want to make sure and bring in this law and keep it handy because we may need to put it into play. So let's bring up this, this law that I have right for you right here. Uh, and that is um, education code. Uh, where is it? There it is, 51530, 51530. Uh, and I'm gonna read it here. It says, no teacher giving instruction in any school or on any property belonging to any agencies, including in the public school system, shall advocate or teach communism with the intent to indoctrinate or to inculcate, I don't know why I have trouble with that word, inculcate in the mind of any pupil a preference for communism. In prohibiting the advocacy of teaching of communism with the intent of indoctrinating or inculcating a preference uh, in the mind of any pupil for such doctrine, the legislature does not intend to prevent the teaching of the facts about communism. Rather, the legislature intends to prevent the advocacy of or inculcation and indoctrination into communism as is here and after defined. In other words, teaching them to 
um, support Black Lives Matter for the purpose of undermining patriotism for and the belief in the government of the United States and of the state. For the purposes of this section, communism is a political theory that the that the presently existing form of government of the United States or of this state should be changed by force, violence, or other unconstitutional means to a totalitarian dictatorship, which is based on the principles of communism as expounded by Marx, Lenin, and Stalin. Now, I want to make sure and address this, that it includes those things. And I think it's important that it talks about Lenin, Marx, and um, uh, Stalin, and in regard to socialism and the indoctrination. Um, let me bring up this word, inculcating, uh, and and share with you the meaning of it. And it means, because I had to look it up, I'm, I'm hoping there's one other person that doesn't know what it means. <laughs> but it means instill an attitude, idea, or habit by persistent instruction. The failures of the, oh, that's the example, sorry. Inculcate. Parents try to inculcate a sense of responsibility in their children. So that's one way of looking at it. But the other way is um, uh, is a sense of, um, of, of that Black Lives Matter is a reliable uh, uh, organization and, and telling and suggesting, which has been done already by teachers, that it is an organization and needs to be followed. That is inculcating uh, Black, Lives uh, Black Lives Matter to our children, teaching our children to follow a Marxist organization is exactly what they're talking about. It also includes a, a very important uh, word here uh, that is the argument that, you know, CRT is merely a theory, but it talks about it right here. It says, for the purpose of this section, communism is a political theory that the, that the presently existing form of government of the United States or of the state should be changed by force, violence, or other constitutional means to a totalitarian dictatorship, which is based on the principles of communism and expounded by Marx, Lenin, and Stalin. A theory. Again, black, CRT is, a, is critical race theory. Uh, and they say, well, you can teach a theory. Uh, here, the law says, no, you cannot teach this theory. You cannot attempt to get our children to be, uh, become indoctrinated in this theory, just like they're trying to get our children indoctrinated into critical race theory. All right. So this law needs to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, looked into. We need to, to see how we could apply it to any teacher that that decides that they're going to do this on their own, even though the parents are fighting against it and need to uh, have this addressed. Again, this is all under the heading of um, what we were talking about earlier in regard to Newzella. Hold on. Yeah, Newzella. Yes, Newzella, which uh, uh, thankfully Leandra Blades, uh, the school board uh, member, brought up that we need to look into and not have a, a part of our school. So um, I'm suggesting that we need as parents to make sure that we demand that a school board no longer have Newzella be a part of our children's indoctrination into Black Lives Matter, into whatever, uh, you know, sexual preferences uh, and uh, pronouns and what have you, the other crap that they were teaching our kids um, and needs to be uh, no longer uh, a part of our uh, uh, Placentia Yorblin School District. All right. Um, oh, I had so much other information here. <laughs> have my notes uh but we're already going on 43 minutes i'm going to save it for another time uh, uh we won uh, i think that it's important to, to know that um you know over the, the set last seven day rolling average 269 people have died from covid in the entire united states 269 remember back when it was at its peak we were 3,000 people were dying a day we're down to 269 uh the fear needs to stop more people are dying from diabetes complications 
on a daily basis than are dying from COVID. Yet uh, we're not taking all, you know, whatever it is, candy bars off the shelves uh, frantically and banning, uh, you know, candy and sugar uh, because of uh, diabetes. We're not demanding that uh, fat people go on a diet um, and, 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 and shaming them on a daily basis. Uh, none of that is happening for, for something that's killing more people than COVID-19 currently. All right. So uh, the, the, I have more, I have more stats that I could have shared on that, but we'll, uh, we'll save that for another show. All right. So um, get to the school board meetings. Um, there's no excuse for not to be there. If you're home, uh, and able to watch the Olympics last night, you should have been at the school board meeting. If um, um, if you, again, are a uh, not only a parent, but if you're a grandparent, if you're an aunt and uncle, if you live in the community for the Placentia Urban School District, whether you have kids or not, you should be at the school board meeting and, uh, and speaking up. Um, uh, Larry Elder is another person where we need to look at is uh, uh, the next governor. I know there's a lot of other good people that are running and uh, there's people that I would, if Larry Elder wasn't running, I would vote for some of these other people because they seem to be pretty fantastic people. But I think Larry Elder, given that he has a, a, a big platform, that he already has a high, uh, a very large percentage lead on everybody else and he just entered the race just a couple days ago, um, that you need to look at him and focus on how it is we're gonna get him across the finish line. Um, you know. Uh, Many of the other people have some great platforms. Even Caitlyn Jenner has some good platforms that she um, seemingly was running on. Again, seemingly because I think it's more of a political, not a political, a um, uh, publicity stunt than it was uh, actually. She, her heart was in it. She has again. She has some good points. Uh, he, she, whatever she is. Um, um, but uh, Larry Elder, I think, has the the better platform, better backing, uh, more support than anybody else. All right. Again, I would uh, hope that you would share this out to people that need to hear it and understand what happened at the school board meeting, understand what's going on, what we're spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on of, of further indoctrination uh, into communism, Marxism, socialism uh, for our children. They're teaching our children that uh, they're not their gender, that they're, they could possibly be something else. They're teaching our children um, uh, sexual education at, at far too early of an age. They're telling them they can get abortion without our permission. There's a lot of things going on that we need to be involved in. We are our parents' teachers or teachers. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, uh, we are responsible for our children, not the teachers. Now, I love the teachers uh, that my children have uh, have had so far. Uh, I think they've all done a fantastic job. I listen to most of them, if not all of them, teach at some point over the years. Uh, over the last year. Uh, and I really do love the teachers that have been, uh, you know, at Golden and Tuffrey. Uh, I know some of the teachers over at uh, El Dorado because my oldest daughter went to El Dorado, but I'm going to have kids in Golden, in Tuffrey and El Dorado, two in El Dorado, two in uh, Golden, one in Tuffrey. And uh, we need to be paying attention to what's going on in those schools. Uh, I'm going to be advocating for uh, cameras in, in, in every one of their school uh, in their classrooms. Uh, Police officers have them have body cams and have dash cams that watch and, and listen to everything that's going on. Um, we have uh, you know cameras in sky, inside uh, dog kennels and training facilities. Uh, I've, I've trained dogs for 30 years. I know many facilities, and we had cameras inside of our facility, and people could watch and see their dogs inside the facility, make sure they're getting fed on time, make sure that they weren't getting abused. Um, we can do the same thing in our schools too. We can run it through Aries so that the parents could log in using their their children's login. Uh, and uh, and see what's going on in the school, uh, in the classrooms. Why not? We can do that. All right, so I'm gonna be advocating for that too. All right, my friends, thank you for watching. Appreciate you, Hedy uh, and I. Again, we're at the school board meeting. You should have been there with us. Uh, let's try to get at the next one. Put it on the calendar. Make sure and take time out to be there. All right, my friends, we'll talk to you later. Take care, bye.